You are listening to the Nirvana Podcast, Season 2, Episode 14, Nirvana's Videos. Hello everybody and welcome to the Nirvana Podcast. My name is Sietse. And I'm Jiritja. And today we are going to talk about uh, the videos that Nirvana made. And that's a different subject than we originally announced. Yeah, yeah. We teased our listeners uh, last time uh, by saying that we would have a special guest on. And we don't. No. Nope. And we said that we would talk about another band in relationship to Nirvana. And we won't. Not this time. No, not this time. We're going to do that next time. Our, our guest had to cancel, so... Uh, we had to move the subjects around a little bit and uh, uh, st- switch things up. Uh, and that means that today we're going to talk about a topic that we wanted to talk about for quite a long time, yeah. I think. It's an idea we had for uh, for a long time lying around, but we couldn't really do because we weren't physically in the same room recording this podcast together. No, and we are now, which is a, a, a first since <laughs> I don't know how long. So a that's, very long time, yeah. That's a great thing as well so uh, yeah 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 absolutely and and uh, also the, the reason that we thought that we should be in the same room for this one is that we are uh, going to watch uh, all of nirvana's official videos together yep uh, comment on them uh, talk about uh, some of the background information and yeah just discuss all and every single nirvana <laughs> video yeah so which aren't so, that much so. no it's it's not that much so um if you haven't seen any of them or haven't seen them in a long time, um, you can always like pause in between and uh, go uh, go watch one and then come back to us and uh, watch yeah. along with us. Yeah. yeah, or yeah, or or watch them while you are listening to this. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to count down uh, <laughs> to the right moment to hit to hit play. Yeah. Good idea. And apart from that, yeah, this is a subject is a bit, little bit different because of the visual element of it. So I'm not 100% sure how this is going to work on an audio-only podcast, <laughs> uh, but uh, we're going to make uh, the best of it. Yep, for sure. Um, before we are going to do that, uh, we're going to uh, take a moment to listen to one of our listeners yeah. who, very fittingly, sent us our very first video response. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you so much, Hamish. It's a guy called uh, Hamish, and um, this is uh, what he had to say to us. Hi, guys, the podcast. Um, I'm just making this to say I really, I really got, I really like your podcast. I grew out my hair like this long specifically just so I could listen to like headphones at work. And like, all I I do is listen to your podcast, like heaps. Like, I listen, like, rewatch episodes and stuff like that. I really like your guys' podcast. The last one you guys made was really fucking good. I was waiting. I was waiting for the fucking um, home tapes one, but I, I had the same feeling as you guys. Basically, just like the um, it sounds like he wanted like people to hear that sort of stuff, but also it, it feels like really exploitiveness with the journals and like just everything, you know. So like, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Basically, I just really like you guys' podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Oh, and please, if you if you can. What you guys should do, you should make more. You should make more, like going specifically into songs. Like I remember, um, sorry, I can't pronounce you guys' name. Uh, the you, the lady, <laughs> um, she was talking about doing a whole episode on old age. I would have fucking, I would have loved that. You guys definitely should have done that. That would have been so fucking cool. I'm just not looking forward to the last episode because I know that's, I know that's near. So, 
yeah. Keep doing what you're doing, guys. It's fucking dope. And if you, if you can keep going, keep going, please. <laughs> I need some stability in my life. Thing also, uh, if you guys, well, when you guys are ending the podcast, um, are you, are you going to do a different one together? Like just of, of another band or anything like that? Cause I, I think that would be pretty cool. Cause you guys, you guys are quite, like real good together. And also, I never, I could never find the A side of the in utero one. I could never find it. So if you haven't posted that, can you post that one as well? Thank you. Adios. Yeah, as you could probably hear, and uh, actually those were two video messages. Yep. Yeah. So, um, let's, uh, let's address, uh, the, the, topics that uh, Hamish uh, discussed with us. Um, uh, first of all, of course, we really, really appreciate uh, hearing stuff like this. And, yeah, uh, awesome. Yeah, Thanks providing so um, stability to people's lives is uh, basically what we're here for. So <laughs> um, also the um, uh, in utero episode is a bit hard to find on Spotify um, because I once marked it as a trailer mm-hmm. because I thought it would get some extra attention that way but uh, the opposite <laughs> it had the opposite effect so it's a bit hard to find now and i can't seem to unselect it i have to select one of our episodes as a trailer hmm, now that's weird. maybe maybe we should just do a trailer then yeah maybe <laughs> maybe that <laughs> maybe that's the last thing we should do <laughs> yeah, exactly. after we're all said and done then then we make a trailer <laughs> because uh well like hamish said um we're not done just yet but we're getting very near to the end yep and i don't think we are going to do uh, a third season where we discuss every single Nirvana song. No, although doing that full old age episode, <laughs> maybe that could be the trailer. <laughs> that should be the trailer. And then nobody can find it. That's great. <laughs> no, but uh, we're getting near to, to the end. Uh, and uh, well, who knows what's going to happen after that? Yeah. We don't have any plans at this point to make another uh, podcast about another subject, but uh, maybe if we get a great idea, yeah, we might. We we might, and uh, we'll, we'll first concentrate on on finishing up uh, the subjects that we still have on Nirvana, and then uh, we'll we'll think about other stuff. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate uh, you uh, sending us this message, Hamish, and and the whole idea of uh, yeah, people enjoying what we do is just something that is uh, really heartwarming. So uh, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, so now let's uh, focus our attention to today's subject, yes. which is uh, the Nirvana videos. Uh, so we're going to have to, uh, oh, maybe it's good to say that uh, we're only going to discuss um, like official videos and not live registrations. I mean, you could yeah. basically consider every song of the uh, Unplugged album yeah. as a, a video because there is a live registration of it, but we don't count those as videos. No, so. we're just... We're just discussing the, let's say, the true music videos uh, that were made specifically for a single or a promo. Yeah, and then the the first one is already a bit of a <laughs> gray area um, because the very first uh, video that Nirvana ever did was in 1990 for uh, In Bloom. Yeah. It may surprise some people a little bit because, uh, well, another In Bloom video was made later, um, but before Nirvana had recorded the, the Nevermind album, they had already recorded some of those songs, and yeah. one of them was In Bloom. Then their label at the time, Sub Pop, had an idea to um, release like a, a, a videotape, like a, a yeah, VHS. VHS. Yeah, they had something that they they called um, a video network program, where they basically just like you would like 
have singles and 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 sell those they would sell just music videos on VHS you, you might remember that they did a lot of those things they had that single of the month club kind of thing and so they had all kinds of of those smaller pressed uh, promo stuff going on about and they did that with music videos as well which is kind of cool I think for sure and um, uh, at that time in bloom was one of Nirvana's new songs yeah and um, they recorded it for what was supposed to be their new album released by that label sub up uh, but they later more or less used it as a demo yeah so they re-recorded it later uh, but they did um, select this song to make uh, a video for yeah what would you say is the the concept of that video it fits what sub pop was trying to do with those vhs music videos just basically showing the band as a viable live band but also showing their uh, personalities a bit so what you see in the video is them being on tour ish yeah <laughs> and also sort of having fun on the streets of New York, just goofing about. And and so you're seeing sort of behind the scenes, cool guys, and also being great live on stage. So it's yeah. nice, nice way to get to know them. It's uh, directed by uh, a guy called Steve Brown. Mm -hmm. I must say, I don't know anything else about Steve Brown, except that he made this video. I tried to, to look some stuff up about him, but I couldn't really find anything. Yeah. Um, the the cinematographer though the the guy who held the camera basically um, he has put some comments when you like go to YouTube and um, find this video on the official Nirvana uh, YouTube channel um, the cinematographer whose name is John Russell he commented on it that can be interesting to look at because he explains a bit about when they recorded it and. That was really cool and that they loved the band. And he has some tidbits about what they did. So yeah. if you're interested in that, go and uh, see what he wrote. Let's uh, let's check out uh, the video. Yeah. So everybody who's uh, watching along, you should <laughs> press play in three, two, one. And it's interesting because right from the start, you see something that I sort of associate with Nirvana already that that um, uh, inverted vision. Yeah. You see that the black and white turns into white and black. So that's interesting. And also combining uh, black and white footage with uh, full color footage. Yeah. 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 And that inversion, uh, I think that refers to the uh, Bleach album cover, exactly. I suppose, because yeah. that's where they used the same effect. Yeah. Now we see them guys walking. Of course, this is the only video with the drummer Chad Channing in yeah. it. Yeah. Because he is doing the drumming. Yep, yep. Looking pretty cool, I must say. Yeah. What I really love about this video is uh, Chris's hair. Yep. <laughs> uh, in these shots we've seen this far, he, uh, he still has hair. Yep. But somewhere in between uh, <laughs> the shooting of this video, uh, he decided to shave his head. Yeah, apparently. Because he yeah. was so embarrassed by their performance <laughs> yeah, exactly. in, in New York. <laughs> so then all of a sudden, uh, he, he's bald in the middle of the video. Yeah, it's almost like there's uh, two different bassist players <laughs> yeah. playing this song. Yeah, there he is with his bald head yeah. and red shirt. 
I don't know any other images of Chris being bald, by the way. No, no, that's true. Maybe no pictures were taken in between of them never released yeah. or I've just never seen them. It's also possible. How do you think the um, images um, fit the music? For me, it feels slightly random. I think um, I mean, it's it's well shot and well edited, um, but you don't really get the sense of um, a story within the music video or very deliberate choices in when we see them perform live and when we see them just walking out on the street. That that feels slightly randomized <laughs> yeah and it, it probably is yeah i mean they i'm sure they didn't have a lot of budget to, to make this so nope. they were my guess is that they were just you know walking around doing whatever came to their mind and shoot some stuff and then yeah exactly. later they would just figure out what to use and what not to use yeah yeah and you see i mean what i what i like about this video is you see them like goofing around and and genuinely having fun yeah um i think that works for me um it doesn't feel too contrived it feels like they're i mean yeah they're being themselves um yeah. it's a bit goofy goofy here and there. especially i mean you know that they know that they're being filmed oh. um This is really weird. Yeah. Kurt playing a guitar during the solo on the street. I I like the fact that shot was like you see Kurt smiling a lot during yeah. singing this song, which I think is pretty cool. And we also already see both in those um, live moments um, as well as on the streets that that. To me, what feels like typical Kurt and what we will see in other videos as well, him moving towards the camera too close. Huh. Um, he He's already doing that here. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting that in some shots they look pretty gloomy and in yep. other ones they are goofing around and having fun, like you said. It's a bit of everything that Nirvana is, you could say. Yeah. By the way, I, I also really like this um, version of the song. Yeah, me it's, too. It's really good. For a long time, I think this was this video was the only way to get to hear this in bloom version yeah I because it was so. never officially released uh, as audio for a long long time no that's true and of course it was you could find it on bootlegs after nirvana was yeah. very successful it was very easy for bootleggers to just grab the audio from the video but i, I don't think it was officially released until much much later no no you're totally right i must say i haven't seen the other uh sub pop video network stuff so i can't really compare it to what the other bands did but no no me neither i tried finding some of that but i haven't so uh i'm, I'm assuming that most of it will be sort of like this i guess i don't have the feeling that there were like real concept stuff in there but i mean like i said this works for getting to know a band and feels fairly authentic so yeah and i think it's interesting that 
uh, Nirvana was already uh, experimenting with video before they were on a major label and yeah. they, before they made it big. I mean, even before this one, um, Kurt made some home movies. Um, they also recorded some stuff as a, with the band. Yeah, true. Performing in a radio shack, I believe, which I don't, they didn't mean that to release it as a video, but I mean, they taped themselves probably yeah. to just experiment a bit with it, see how they would come across and what, what moves worked and what, yeah. yeah. What made them look silly. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also I think that what you can see here is that they weren't camera shy, which is nice yeah. for for a band to have that uh, possibility to just be yourself in front of camera. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, and I think they had the same thing with photo shoots. I mean, they could if they wanted to. <laughs> exactly. And if, it, if they, and especially Kurt, didn't feel like it, then they would just screw it all up yeah. and be sulky and just <laughs> exactly. do weird things and then walk off something like that but uh, yeah so that was uh, nirvana's first uh, video then we're gonna uh, skip ahead to um, yeah the video that introduced the band to well the rest of the world yep say that uh which is yeah an iconic video and i really can't imagine that anybody listening to this hasn't seen this video no. it's of course uh the smells like teen spirit uh, video Directed by Samuel Bayer, who uh, had quite a nice career after this. Even though that uh, there was a <laughs> a lot of discussion, I think we we already talked a bit about this in a previous episode, where nobody was really happy uh, during the shoot, and and he he wasn't feeling too comfortable, and the band wasn't happy, and whatever. But nevertheless. Apart from the fact that the video turned out great, he did quite a lot of music videos after that. And he even was the director of Doll Parts by Hole. Oh, really? So I guess that they they didn't hate him that much <laughs> <laughs> afterwards. Uh, otherwise, he probably wouldn't have been uh, yeah. um, called by Courtney to uh, do Doll Parts. So, yeah, uh, no, true. Uh, but he didn't have like a really impressive resume before he was asked to do no, this video right no 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 definitely not i think he said in some interview that he thought he got picked because his resume was so crap like he <laughs> yeah. sent in a portfolio video that was so crap <laughs> that he thought like the band chose me because they thought like we let's do the crappiest <laughs> thing we can yeah. <laughs> or whatever yeah, so weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i think he's he's probably selling himself short uh, <laughs> by that but yeah yeah, and of, of course he made a he made a name for himself by just doing this video. Exactly. I mean, it's uh, it's so iconic. Yeah, it's, it's not that long ago that it hit one billion views on YouTube. I yep. think I read somewhere that it's it's the most uh, played video on MTV Europe ever, oh, wow. all time. Wow. So yeah, it's 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 huge. So I'm um, yeah, may maybe we don't even have to say too much about it, but uh, <laughs> just. To be complete, how would you summarize the idea of the video? We're in a weird kind of school setting where Nirvana is playing their song and sort of arousing the kids. But um, the whole setting is weird from the beginning. You feel that there's something off. It's not like a normal band playing in an auditorium at a school. No. It's the whole the whole setting is strange from the beginning with the cheerleaders with the anarchy logo and whatever. And I think what's what's maybe important to realize here is that this video was made um like in the second half of 91 
and it fits in, let's say, a tradition that started in music videos uh, in the 90s and uh, where this kind of strange imagery where you like you recognize the stuff that's in there but the composition of it is slightly (laughs) off-putting that sort of fast became sort of the the, the norm of of music video making in in the 90s Um, we had uh, for instance REM with like losing their religion uh, um, before this which is also an iconic video and so we're getting into that age of this kind of imagery and and nirvana just took it and run with it basically yeah okay so uh you all should um either physically or mentally hit play in three two one and here we go i already like that opening shot of the tapping of the foot yeah it's amazing and the cheerleaders sort of you you get them coming in at the moment that the the music gets louder which is also nice this guy is um (laughs) yeah i have i have something to say about the janitor but i'll do it i'll do it afterwards (laughs) okay okay the weird thing is that everything you see is so familiar now kurt shirt and the lighting and so but at the time they had no idea that it would become so big of course so no see Dave in the video yeah new drummer I think he's wearing a scream t-shirt yeah I think so yeah paying homage to his old band yeah. scream of course I like how this video builds um, with the excitement because like you said the tapping of the foot and then you see the crowd getting slightly more enthusiastic yeah but it's building gradually yeah which is nice and most of those kids are real fans yep. because they uh, they handed out flyers at the Nirvana shows yep. to say to come uh, uh, to, to invite them to come for the video shoot. I think that's a great choice as well. Yeah. I don't think you should be older than twenty five though, because you yep. have to exactly you need be able to, to, be, pa- yeah. to pass as a yep. high school kid. Yeah. One of the kids in the video is Burton C. Bell. He's the singer of the metal band Fear Factory. Oh, wow. And he was friends with the guy who plays the cello on um, Something in a Way. Oh, right. And that's why he already had an early copy of the album and he thought it was really good. Nice. So <laughs> he was an early Nirvana fan and decided to show up. I really love the lighting here. You can see on and behind Kurtz. I'm pretty sure there's somebody there like holding that light and trying to <laughs> keep catching his face. Um, it's really beautiful. Yeah. Really amazing. Yeah. And all of that, that like the smoke, which is, is ice, dry ice. I think uh, like liters of dry ice that has been used <laughs> to uh, <laughs> make it look this smoky. Yeah. And Chris's hair is so consistent. Yeah. It's the yeah. same length throughout <laughs> the whole video. It's amazing. <laughs> Now there's fire as well. Yeah. Oh. And it's funny that they show um, shots of Kurt changing his guitar string yeah. <laughs> during the solo. 
when it sort of looks like he's doing that solo really weird. Oh, this shot. Yeah. I love this shot. That uh, that cheerleader that just holds her hands up and goes yeah. all out is perfect timing for this yeah. moment in the song. And again, Kurt just going into that camera. Yeah. He's, I mean, when you see this, it's like, I wish he, he could have been doing some real acting because he has this real ease with the camera. It's yeah. so interesting. So cool, that, especially because of the lighting and the smoke and stuff, you hardly ever get like a clear shot of his face. No, exactly. And that goes for the rest of the band as well. I mean, Dave is just a big hairball yeah, behind the drum exactly. kit. Same goes for Chris. Oh, I love that shot where somebody's just taking off with a part yeah. of the drums. <laughs> and legend has it that um, sort of like the, the rebellion um, amongst the kids is pretty genuine as well because yep. they had to sit still for a long, long time that when they finally went crazy, they, <laughs> yeah. they really went crazy and the <laughs> exactly. director couldn't control them anymore, <laughs> which is, of course, something that the band loved. And there you see, again, Kurt going in to that camera really closely. In. Yeah, final shot. And then this one is awesome, that final shot. Having that teacher, I guess, with like the dunce hat and, and, and being tied up. That's typically something that is so from that period. And also, I mean, you never saw that guy during the video. No. <laughs> um, and there he is at the end. And but I, I, th yeah. I think it had something to do with the editing. Mm -hmm. uh, because like you said, they sort of had a, a row with the director yeah. because Kurt didn't really like the first edit of the video. No. And then he personally oversaw that some stuff was re-edited. Yeah. I think in the original draft, um, the teacher was in a bit more. Yeah, yeah. And he also edited, uh, for, he also um, made sure that that close-up of his face mm -hmm. during the end. Um, yeah. Uh, made the final cut yeah so, exactly yeah and i think it's really cool that he really had a, an artistic vision of what it should be like yeah yeah that he really had an idea of how he wanted to present his band to the world basically exactly and that works really well and what you were just mentioning about the fact that you don't really see them clearly but you do get their emotions oh. weirdly enough even though you don't really see their faces i think that works so well in this in this video. I don't think that the uh, original edit of the video has ever been released. Nope. I've never I've never seen it. No. Nope. It would make an interesting release for like well it's it's almost 30 years now since Nevermind yeah. came out so if they want to do something maybe uh, release the original uh, edit of the video. Yeah, that would be really interesting to see. Even though maybe they don't do that because then it's something it's like uh here's the video that Kurt didn't like. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, it's always better to have something that yeah. Exactly. You want the director's cut to be the one that they did want but never were able to make or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Like that. Yeah. But but then again, I mean, if it's on a shelf somewhere, yeah. why not release it? I mean, maybe maybe it's not on a shelf anymore. You don't know. It's also possible. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to say that one thing about the janitor. Just uh, oh right, <laughs> yeah, um, because apparently it was like a real janitor, and and they liked having him here or whatever. But there is this REM video from the same year, Shiny Happy People, uh, which is earlier than this video. Um, I don't know if if you've ever seen that. 
it's a bit of a weird video because it's a it's a really upbeat happy song and basically they they sing it in front of a uh, screen uh, and the screen gets moved around behind them okay like a drawn screen with like a sort of child's child's images on there and there's this guy sitting on a bicycle moving that screen which is like an old-fashioned film idea of how to move a screen (laughs) back in the days that's also an old guy and it's sort of to me, it always felt like that was the same guy as this janitor. <laughs> but like, it's not, right? It's not. No. It's not the same actor. But if you if you feel like looking it up, I I would love to hear from uh, listeners if you have that same feeling because okay. it's sort of it feels like oh first he did this and now and now <laughs> he's cleaning up for the other band. It's it's quite funny. <laughs> okay, cool. Now um, I know the song obviously, but um, I don't think I've ever seen the video. It's a oh. weird kind of video. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to check it out. Check it yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And of, of, of course, um, this video, for a large part, um, defined what Nirvana was. And of course, their music did. But also, this video uh, at some point was on heavy rotation on MTV. So yep. people saw it a lot. And there was a lot of mystery about it. Yep. I mean, like I said, the obscured faces. It's all a bit blurry and vague. Yep. But then again, I think that goes for both the video and the music that it's familiar enough. So it's a good entry point. Yeah. I mean, um, a rebellion at the high school isn't that far-fetched or not not even that original, I think. No. Uh, I mean, Kurt took the idea, I think, from uh, movies like uh, Over the Edge and uh, Rock and Roll High School yep, by the exactly. Ramones. Uh, but then they do it in their own way. Yeah. And that still makes it interesting and appealing, I suppose. So. Yeah, it's a very good first major label video, I think. It made such a big impact uh, back then. And I think it still would if you would release it today. Anything else about um, Smells Like Teen Spirit video or shall we move on to the next one? Uh, let's let's move on. Yeah. Okay, it's the video for Come As You Are, released in uh, 1992 and directed by Kevin Kerslake. Yep. Which is a name that we will hear uh, a couple of more times <laughs> because... Uh, yeah, he did more uh, more videos uh, for them. Yep. And a lot of stuff had changed because thanks to the uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit single and video and the release of the album, all of a sudden they had become big stars. Yep. A lot of, yeah, stuff was going on, especially with Kurt personally. Yep. I don't think that he really provided like a clear idea for this video. No. Just some suggestions for the imagery and the atmosphere, but... Yeah, it wasn't like Smells Like Teen Spirit that there was like a clear-cut idea. Just some random thoughts. And also the fact that Kurt wanted to be even less visible yeah. in the video. That was one of the things that he found important. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, we're going to check it out uh, in three, two, one, And here we go. It's really strong that it starts with... Um, with uh, Gun in the Water, which is a reference to the baby in the water of the album cover, but still is different. Yep, yeah. It's not one-on-one, but... No, at this moment, it's still uh, yeah. not one-on-one. <laughs> it will be. Yeah. It will be yeah. later on. But that was one of the things that Kurt said, that he wanted to use the imagery of the album cover. So. Yeah. And here we see Kurt uh, with a different hair color. Yeah, I, he has a lot of different hair colors in the different videos, which is interesting. I think. 
and like you said, um, Kurt is in there, but he's not that recognizable because he's either filmed through the running water or it's a, it's a projection on the background or he's just <laughs> swinging on the chandelier. <laughs> exactly. It's uh, like uh, now we know where Miley Cyrus got her ideas from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I think to me, at least, I don't know what you think, but that's one of the the issues I have with this music video that there's a lot of ideas in there but it's missing a concept yeah like there's the dollar sign so yeah there's, there's the, the baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting to the never mind the album come I don't really like it the fact that the baby first swims up and then gets reversed it nope. feels a bit like oh we needed one more extra second of exactly baby <laughs> yeah and this yeah. this water imagery um, they they wanted to be obscured by the water to show their faces less and you also see water going down the stairs and whatever but it doesn't really seem to fit together oh, I don't have an issue with that I really like here Kurt swing loose on the chandelier yep. apparently he was in a very bad state during the making of this video he was feeling really, really crappy <laughs> while hanging there. Yeah. I really like the like the feel of this. Yeah. I don't like the 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 gun coming back over and over again, though. Especially because by now he's been singing "I Don't Have a Gun" no. for several times. And there he's swinging again. I'm sorry, I really like the water effect. Yeah. What do you make of the dog? Yeah. Why do you think it is in here? <laughs> or I don't. I don't really see a specific reason other than it looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was also one of Kurt's ideas to have in there. I mean, we know he liked specific imagery. Yeah. Um, like like this, like yeah. the the sperm cells or whatever they are yeah it also makes me wonder why did he want to obscure the faces even more I mean yeah was to, to make a bigger mystery of themselves or maybe you know personal attention or maybe because he didn't yeah. look that good that last shot is pretty weird by the way yeah them on top of each other the others lie there like they're dead and and he just crawls over them towards the camera again yeah there we go there he is yeah, that's like, yeah <laughs> i never into realized the camera that again. yeah it's a typical uh cobain move yes yes for sure yeah so all in all i, th I think it's a pretty good video yeah i, I can see yeah. uh by what you <laughs> said and uh on your face that you're, you're not that enthusiastic like i said i think there's a lot of ideas in there but it doesn't execute them properly because it feels too random. I like a music video with like a story and a build-up, and I think that's one of the things that works for uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Yeah. And I think that that clarity, I would have liked that more here, especially because there's a lot of beautiful imagery that you don't really get to see that well. I mean that room where they're in and him hanging from that chandelier and the colors that's really nice but the way it's filmed and edited you don't 
really see that room. You don't really see what's happening. Um, And I would have liked to see that more. My feeling is that they intentionally kept it vague and just stacked it on top of each other and make of it what you will, which goes for a lot of their music and the lyrics. So yeah, it keeps you guessing. (laughs) And I think that's, that's the... True. point of the video yeah yeah well, it's it's a nice contrast with the fact that this is come as you are i mean it's come yeah. as you are and at the same time they're like obscured yeah they're yeah. obscured but that's maybe because they wanted that so maybe they are there as they are so yeah, yeah. both the single and the video were pretty pretty successful so yeah. at least it served a purpose and like i said they worked with this uh, director um, several more times yeah. so i'm um, Guessing that the band was really happy uh, working with them. At um, that moment? At that moment, yeah. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> he also did the next one, a Lithium, where Kurt first had a very ambitious idea. Wanted to make an uh, animated movie about a girl uh, living in a forest. And one day she would find a couple of eggs and then transport them by train to a castle to give them <laughs> to a king. And a whole like twisted fairy tale concept but then they learned that it would take months to create that yeah. and um, they didn't have that time or they didn't want to take the time I, I guess that the record company just wanted to release a single exactly. pretty fast because yeah they were uh, hot and happening uh, at that <laughs> yes. moment so they dropped that ambitious idea and replaced it with like the least ambitious idea <laughs> exactly which is um, just patch together some live footage the weird thing is that i i agree with you that it's the the least ambitious idea but the interesting thing is that again looking at the music video tradition during that period the 1990s were like the top moment of music video that on the one hand you had those highly stylized music videos like smells like teen spirit and whatever and on the other hand you had exactly this the the just look at, at at us go live and both of those versions of music videos were actually very popular uh, with viewers as well i looked up the mtv top 100 videos from 91 i mean this is 92 but from 91 the interesting thing is that losing my religion by rem which is like the epitaph of of <laughs> <laughs> the special artsy things is on number 2 nirvana was on number 70, by the way, with Smells Like Teen Spirit, which Ooh. is really weird, especially yeah. when you said like, yeah, but it's it's been viewed so many times, but maybe... Yeah, but that was like overall. Exactly, but yeah. back then MTV it's, it's decided prob- it was number 70. <laughs> yeah, but probably because it was released... Um, at the end of the year. At the end of the year. Yeah, most likely. But the number one was You Could Be Mine by Guns N' Roses. It was um, part of the Terminator 2 soundtrack, obviously. Yeah. Schwarzenegger, is, Schwarzenegger in is in there but that's basically that's exactly the other side like just seeing the band live and yeah Arnold Schwarzenegger but having that really exciting life feel that Guns N' Roses had as well and looking at it from that part it's interesting to see that Nirvana was taking let's say the easy way out because they didn't have the time or whatever to make a proper video but then doing something that people also expected and wanted to see yeah. so in that case, it sort of, it worked during that time. Yeah. Well, uh, let's have a look. Yep. Uh, we're going to start it in three, two, one, and go. Can I like this opening shot. Yeah. With Kurt just... <laughs> 
messing around with his guitar, swinging it around. A lot of slow motion. We've seen that in previous videos as well. There's yeah. always a lot of slow motion and it, it works. His face get... is even more obscured. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just because his hair is everywhere. And then when the music gets louder and explodes, the imagery more or less becomes a bit more quieted down, I think. Yeah. Just them playing while still rocking out. But yeah, but I, I like the fact that um, it's even more slow motion at that moment. Yeah. Instead of just speeding it up in time with the music, it yeah. sort of gets more slowed down, which is and, nice. And, and they uh, enter the, the footage of the audience. Yep. That's, it comes in at that point. I also think that this song is is really suited to use live footage for. Yeah. It's also so cool from their uh, first Reading performance, I think. Yeah. Kurt on top of Chris, yeah. But you're right, because this is a song that everybody sings along exactly. during the show. Yeah. And of course, now I know pretty much all of this imagery. And for in a lot of cases, I know what concert it uh, yep. is it is from because you can easily look it up but at that time you it would probably be really hard to see exactly li live performances of nirvana yeah and especially when when by this time you already knew like the 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 example i mentioned with guns and roses you knew they were great live yeah. sometimes crap but still great and yeah and even during a crap performance like we're looking right <laughs> now with Kurt wearing the white doctor's coat in, uh, in Rotterdam yep they did so much crazy stuff that it still looks cool in the video exactly you, you I mean if you were there at the time probably thought well they made a lot of noise and then they just <laughs> trashed the place but if you put it in the video and exactly. slow down a bit and and you think, oh, what, what are they doing? What's going on there? It's really exciting. Exactly. And that works. I like the fact that we see these verses, we see him sing. And the rest of the time, it's just random images. Because yeah. you don't need to see him sing everything. Uh, but this, this sort of works for me. Because we cut to probably the audience entering the show now. Yeah. Of course, they had to use the shot of uh, Kurt uh, <laughs> jumping onto the drum kit. Yeah. At Reading. This image is also awesome. Yeah. Throwing the guitar, smashing the guitar. Yeah. Yeah, but Stage happy, that, diving, that's, yeah. again, that slow motion makes it even more impactful, I think. Yeah. It's such a good idea. Yeah, it gives like the impression, whoa, they're actually doing that. Exactly. I think that looking at this video they probably thought oh all that weird stuff that we did on stage actually serves a purpose now <laughs> exactly 
And I think this end is pretty nice because... Kurt falling down. Yeah, we end with Kurt on the floor, which is what we saw for Komashiwara as well, them being on the floor at the end. So I have a feeling that it's the same director that probably (laughs) was like, oh, yeah, cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. (laughs) That's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And also that, that final shot of Kurt falling down is a testament of his showmanship i yep. mean it's a dramatic image it kind of reminds me of didn't jim morrison of the doors do that during uh, yep. the unknown soldier yep. Yep. song exactly yeah yeah it's like yeah depicting an execution or something like yep. that and uh yeah it, it 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 works i mean yeah maybe i sounded a bit cynical by saying that it was <laughs> the least uh <laughs> creative or ambitious idea they come up with which i, I still think it is it is but, but yeah, yeah. It, it works. I it mean. works. And and like we said, it's also a matter of you need to get those those singles out there. And if you don't have the time to I mean, they're touring, so they don't have the time to just film everything and, and I think it's better to do this than to execute something else poorly. And and also uh they had all of this very exciting live footage. I mean, if they yep. were a boring live band or <laughs> exactly. if they just didn't have a lot of exciting stuff filmed and they wouldn't be able to do this. No. Uh, other idea was that they wanted to boost the ticket sales. Do you think that could be an argument to do it like this? Yeah, or? I think it could. And it's something that you want to see as a fan as well. And I don't think we've seen that in the previous videos. Well, the first in Bloom one, but nobody had seen that. No. Um, so I can imagine that also from the point of view of a record company that they would be really interested in having a video like this just to show this side and be like, yeah, they're touring, they're coming close <laughs> yeah. to uh, and it's something, stage near you. It's something you want to see. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so let's go um, to the next one, uh, which is again in bloom, but this time it's like the um, Nevermind version. Yep. I must say, I, I really like this one. It's, yeah. it's yeah, it's it's great. Um, again, directed by Kevin Kerslake, um, shot in October of 1992. Yeah, and the idea is basically that they're like spoofing 1960s variety shows performances, right? Yep, yep, yeah, definitely. Um, there was a different idea by Kurt for this video before that. Another really ambitious idea that sort of didn't, work for this song and i think that also the record company was like nah maybe not (laughs) and then they revisited it later but we'll talk about that in the future (laughs) yeah yeah. um but eventually this was the the other idea um and it's a great idea by spoofing that because some people know this like know know the kind of shows that are being spoofed and a lot of us who weren't there at the time (laughs) know it from like old Beatles stuff and whatever so we've like we've seen it even though we we didn't live in the 50s or 60s Um, and if you don't get the spoof if you you don't know the reference it's still funny because you feel that it's spoofing something and it's it's tongue-in-cheek and whatever so it works for a really broad audience I think yeah Okay, so uh, let's uh, check it out. Um, Here we go with In Bloom in three, two, one, and go. A thoroughly wonderful show from the world-famous dancing poodles. Next, ladies and gentlemen, we have three fine young men from Seattle. 
<laughs> I love the audience sound. Yeah. So funny. Decent fellows. With our hit single. Yeah. I really think it's hilarious that you called him Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of Arabian night setting that they're <laughs> they're playing in front of, which makes no sense at all. But and look at Dave's face. He's loving this. Oh He's, yeah, but oh, he did a lot of these goofy videos yeah. with Foo Fighters later. <laughs> yeah. But check out <laughs> Chris with his <laughs> bass playing. I mean. Chris is challenging uh, Paul McCartney for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and Kurt yeah. kept on wearing the glasses for a couple of weeks or maybe even months after this sometimes. Yeah, but he couldn't, he couldn't really see through them, right? No, I think it, it even gave him headaches. <laughs> I don't know. But it looks good. <laughs> yeah. In some weird way, it's kind of sexy, but yeah. Yeah. And the way he plays the guitar is really funny as well. Yeah. He doesn't even use a plectrum. No. Just play back in whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Which was always the case in, yeah. in shows like this anyway. But I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that a lot of bands from this time period actually just used their hands to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, yeah, Kurt never did. <laughs> and this, the shots of the audience, they're so hilarious. Yeah, and they're all chewing gum, just like Dave is. <laughs> I like the, the the Beach Boys kind of outfits that they have with the stripes. Gert <laughs> 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 has such a naive expression yeah. on his face, like oh. <laughs> Again, he's he's really acting. It's yeah. awesome. It's a shame he never did anything more with that talent yeah. than just a couple of videos. Um, and now we cut to them wearing dresses, being themselves and trashing the place. <laughs> trashing the place. Yeah. It's cool because you see that they're totally different when, when yeah. they're doing the, the dresses parts. <laughs> yeah, and, but still silly. I mean, yeah. yeah, but that's interesting because in the dresses they're they're really acting silly. Yeah, and and in in these shots with like the normal shots, they're trying to be normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such a creative idea of Kurt that at first he wanted to do just the. The 60s thing with the, the decent fellows. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's call them that. And then later retrieve that video and replace it with one yep. in the dresses and uh, dressing Which, yeah. the, the place. Which and I still think would have been a great idea. Um, but apparently MTV um, didn't want to do it like that. Yeah, I think that they... They were afraid that the first version of the video wouldn't work. So no, I think it was different, but let's let's discuss that after the okay. video. <laughs> this so shot is also amazing. Like also, uh, Dave holding the, the, the drum and banging on exactly. It. <laughs> Kurt sort of 
hurting his balls there. Yeah. And still walking up to the microphone. I, I love that dress that Dave is wearing because that's sort of a, a proper normal dress, which <laughs> is... Audience just keeps on yeah. shouting. <laughs> and then shaking hands yeah. with the host that's so cool yeah it's so funny which is and i think that's like maybe like the, the the main purpose of the video is showing the world that they could be funny as well and they were goofy because that kind of got lost that definitely got lost because we started out with that in bloom video saying like oh look at them goofing around but in teen spirit and come as you are in lithium we didn't really see that part no. So this was... It, it, it was in the very first In Bloom version, yeah. a little bit, like yeah. on the streets and stuff. Yeah, but, no. but not later on. And I think that was also the purpose of Kurt, of, of those, like making it even bigger with that dresses part. Because as far as, coming back to dresses, as far as I understood, Kurt wanted to replace like yeah. replace the video like halfway through, like after a month or whatever, or maybe two weeks, yeah. um, without like mentioning it to the audience, yeah. which would have been awesome because think of you watching MTV and seeing this video a couple of times and then all of a sudden seeing the same video, but then them wearing dresses instead and you going at home like, what? How, yeah. This is, it's the same, really? but it's not what happened here. <laughs> yeah. But apparently MTV didn't want to do that switch without mentioning it. So they wanted to premiere the new video. Yeah, and that would ruin <sighs> the joke. That would ruin the joke. And I would have loved that joke, but in the end, I think mixing the two in here does enhance this video because it it yeah. helps the story move along and it helps the joke kind of. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. But I do think that it's a critical choice that the dresses part starts pretty late in the yeah. song. Yeah. If, if they if you throw it in too early, yeah. it would ruin the whole nice, decent guys yeah. joke. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. By the way, the way I understood it uh, is that MTV wanted to premiere the video on I think Headbangers Ball, like their their metal right. show. <laughs> and that they thought, well, that audience isn't gonna like the no. the first <laughs> version of with, no. with the sixties spoof. So they won't get it, so no, whatever. that's why yeah. they compromise. I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I, I, I do think that it's a really, really good idea to to replace the video. It's a shame yep. that it never never, uh, happened. never yeah. happened. And yeah, it shows like the Kurt's creativity, yep. just like he did with the bonus track of Nevermind, you know, playing with the medium he's on. Exactly. Yeah, I think yep. it's really, really good. And uh, again, it's a, yeah, it's a sign of how good he was as an artist, thinking about many aspects of of him being an artist yeah. and and the way he could play with things and twist things around and yeah. yeah have fun with it and surprise people as well yeah he hated being well known and and like all of the commercial stuff and whatever but at the same time he had a really good feeling about what would work commercially but would also fit the band yeah 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 and this definitely fit the band and uh this video also feels a bit like a 
course correction because yeah. there was so much talk about Kurt and his uh, drug addiction and um, the whole grunge movement that they well seemed to be launching and yeah. it was very depressing and emotional and what are they like a good example for the kids <laughs> exactly. and stuff like that and so yeah coming out with 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 a video like this was just a brilliant move, I think. Yep. And also, I really like the the host and the way he's doing it. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this is, in my opinion, definitely one of the best uh, Nirvana yep. videos uh, around. I but I also can like the next one. <laughs> yes. Uh, moving forward to 1993 to promote the uh, Incesticide compilation album, they yep. released. Uh, the single of a sliver, and they made a video for it again, directed by Kevin Kurslake. Um, shot in Kurt's garage. Yeah, I think that's basically <laughs> everything we can say about the concept, right? <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. And they knew, I mean, like you said, it was a promo video, so that is sort of lower tier than an official music video. So they didn't really need a high concept either. It's just like this is who we are. Yeah, basically. it's just the band in a garage yep. playing the song yep. and other stuff happening. But uh, we'll uh, we'll get to we'll, that. We'll get to that when we play the video, which is now or well now in three seconds. Three, two, one. Here we go. Opening with uh, Francis Bean. Yeah, and um, Kurt is uh, behind oh. the, the 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 carton holding her. Yeah. So you can see that in the next shot, I think, when you see everything. Yeah. And again, a too close shot of, yes. her, of Kurt. And again, different hair color. Mm. The chimp chimp monkey. Yeah. Yeah, we see Dave. And it must have been weird for Dave because he's not drumming on the actual recording of the song. No, and it it's sort of... That's also how it looks like. It looks like he's he's... Playbacking or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. he's not trying to too hard to pretend that he's playing it. No. And there, there's a mud honey poster or sign yeah, behind him. Behind him. Because uh, the drummer on the song is uh, uh, Dan Peters, who's the drummer of Mud Honey. Yeah. So it's, it's a cool way to yeah. uh, nice touch to credit him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's so <laughs> <laughs> being silly, Dave. Now, just yeah. Not realistically drumming. No. <laughs> A lot of striped outfits yep. in this one. Kurt's sweater was apparently bought by Courtney from a fan and then yeah, given to him like yeah. in Ireland, I think. It's also weird that Kurt isn't playing guitar yeah. in a lot of shots and just holding the microphone. Yeah, you never see him do that. It, no. it feels really weird. Except for that one um, TV performance in France, but oh, that yeah. was because his guitar broke down. Exactly. Uh, we have Francis again. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sweet that you see her so often in this video, and it's sort of—it's not weird because it's—it's—it's it's a funny messy thing so yeah, yeah why not have a baby in there although i can imagine that some people were maybe a little bit concerned or upset about sure. it because it looks like oh it's the rough rock band and you can easily make it look like that yeah i mean you don't have to play the music really loud when she's around no. just get those 
shots and edited exactly, yeah. edit together later. But uh, yeah, I think it's really sweet that she's in there. Yeah. And I kind of like this video just because of that loose vibe it has. Yeah, exactly. And you just see them like, oh, we're, we're doing this and, and we'll just play backing it a couple of times and uh, and uh, just film it and we'll see. <laughs> we'll yeah. see where it ends. It's nice and loose promo video. Yeah. And, and given the subject matter of the song, I think it's fitting that there's a child in there. Yep. It also fits the whole um, idea of promoting a compilation album with yep. older stuff that yep. they had lying around. Probably, like, uh, as a matter of speak, uh, uh, as a matter of speech, in a box in a garage. It's exactly. Just a home movement with some, well, not really home recordings, but some older recordings that yep. weren't as high brow or well produced as the other stuff that they had. So, yep. yeah, I think it's pretty pretty well done. Yeah, it fits um, the purpose. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, apart from that, I don't have that much to say about it. No, you have any either. notes or thoughts no. on, on this one? Um, it was, in fact, the last one that Kevin Kerslake did. They did contact him to do another video for their next single, Heart Shaped Box, from their then uh, new album, uh, Euro, of course. They had to film it in 1993. And I'm not 100% sure what went wrong. I think he wanted to do it, and he, they, they, they had some talks about it and some ideas and i think he wrote maybe a few scripts or yep. at least wrote down some of the ideas uh, that he had or that they had for the video but then um, they changed to uh, anton corbijn or anton corbin uh, <laughs> but we're dutch so we know how we, <laughs> we <laughs> think we should name. pronounce his name <laughs> we, we know how we should pronounce it yeah because yes. he's also uh, from the Netherlands, yes. um, mostly known as a photographer, but also as a um, filmmaker. Yeah, and music video maker. Um, yeah, and I also don't really know how this happened. I mean, later on, they, they got into strife because they got back to the ideas that Kurt had um, previously that they weren't allowed to do then about a little girl in the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, which was his um, Kurt's idea for the In Bloom video. Yeah, exactly. Which was dropped for well unknown reasons. And they revisited it for this. And I think that Kurt Lake made some concepts based on those ideas. And for some reason, they weren't happy about what, what he made of it. And then all of a sudden, they switched to Anto Corbijn. And the interesting thing is that Anto Corbijn said that usually he was the one thinking of the concept. I mean, he was at the start of his career as a music video director, but he had already done quite a lot of music videos, everything for Depeche Mode, for instance. Um, he'd done one for U2, which was a big video. Um, yeah, yeah. So he was sort of up and coming. Yeah, and he had done videos for uh, Echo and a Bunnyman. Yeah, I think Echo in an interview, Man. he said that Kurt really liked uh, those so yeah that's probably the reason why he yeah to work i can with imagine him. that was a band that he liked obviously and Anton corbine said that usually he would think of concepts and in this case kurt had a concept but he liked that concept so much and he thought that it was extraordinary that kurt had such a vision that yeah. he wanted to do it so so there's some yeah. muddy things happening between the two music video directors and Kurt and whose ideas and how and what, because Anto yeah. Corbijn also added stuff to the ideas yeah. of Kurt. And yeah. We'll never know for sure. No. Everybody has his own version of yeah. the events. My personal guess would be that the band and especially Kurt 
just wanted to work with Anton Corbijn and thought, well, we have to do something different. Let's go with this guy and not keep working with the director who has done a lot of videos for us. And let's, you know, have like a fresh start, new album, new yep. song, different concept. Exactly. But, um, I wasn't there, so uh, no. I, I, I can't be sure about what, it. What, what we do know is that Chris Lake eventually sued them yeah. um, and they settled. So, I mean, we still don't know exactly what happened, but at least they settled. So, yeah. And like you said, there's a, it's quite a complex video. Well, you didn't say that, but <laughs> <laughs> I thought that. <laughs> yeah, you thought I, <laughs> we're such a good uh, <laughs> podcasting duo now that we can just <laughs> refer to each other for now. Um, but you did mention like the, the girl and the KKK uh, imagery, but there's a lot of other stuff in there. It's like a twisted Wizard of Oz okay. landscape, but yep. also with shots in the, I don't know. There's Maybe a- I should <laughs> let you summarize the concept <laughs> of the video. <laughs> Basically, at the center is a religious kind of story. There is an old man who is dying. He's in a hospital bed, but at the same time, we also see him hanging at the cross. And everything else sort of revolves around that. So there's the girl in the KKK outfit who is walking around there and seeing him and trying to connect. Uh, there's uh, an angel. Um, we see the the plastic fetuses that yeah. anti-abortionists use to show you that you shouldn't <laughs> shouldn't do that uh, hanging from a tree. So there's. The things that we know from Kurt, like life and death and, and medical stuff and a lot of religion that yeah. sort of all comes together in in that one old man dying, basically. Yeah. That's that's better <laughs> than what I uh, was uh, mumbling. Okay, so uh, let's uh, check out uh, the Heart Shape Box video in three, two, one, and here we go. We see the guy in a sort of hospital setting. We see a cross on the floor and there's the band. So they're at his at his bedside. And this is the same man. He's now wearing a Father Christmas hat. Yeah. So we have Easter and Christmas. A, <laughs> yeah, covered. <laughs> exactly. Using a ladder to get on the cross. I think that was one of the details that uh, Anton Corbijn... Uh, came up with yeah and you immediately see how beautiful it looks with the, the colors yeah the focus is shifting all the time that's something that we've seen um, Kurt do and like um, and that's something that's really specific of Anto Corbijn's work so yeah. I think that that was one of the things that Kurt liked yeah and here he goes again, moving towards that camera with a different haircut. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, the crows, uh, crows singing, uh, singing. Hey, hey, I think yeah. that was also a touch of uh, Corbijn. Yeah. But the whole... Again, also... Especially it, yeah. the, co- the colors, they look so yeah. intense and so... It's, it's colored uh, in. Yeah. What they did is that they shot it in color, then they they moved it to black and white, and then they had it hand-colored again to make it look like Technicolor, like the like you said, the Wizard of Oz kind of colors from yeah. the 30s and 40s. Anton Cobain later said that he was really surprised that they didn't get in trouble for uh, using all these heavy, explicit imagery. Yeah. And that he said that... Probably because the colors were so different and bright 
that people didn't look past those <laughs> and didn't really pay attention to what they were actually showing. Exactly. Which is, yeah, really heavy stuff, of course. Yeah. The, the Christ figure and the KKK and... And the little fetuses. Yeah. And the puppies on the ground. Yeah. being really intense and in yeah. your face and getting close to that camera again and, and being slightly scary which works for the video yeah for sure yeah Cobain was really really pleased working with him yep really mm -hmm. never heard him say here I've never heard him say anything bad about it no. just how good and professional they were and very great to work with this is really beautiful shot having that white KKK hat and then it turning black and the whole girl in the black outfit now yeah and then the back to the hospital room yeah. there we see these slighted, slightly overweighted angel walking around yeah I think Kurt also wanted to have um, some heavier cheerleaders in the yeah, um, yeah. Teen Spirit video, so maybe this time he took his chance. I think that was also really beautiful that that girl with the KKK outfit walking with the empty uh, wheelchair because oh. you feel that she's she wants to care for for the the old yeah. Jesus guy. Yeah, her expression is amazing. And now this is the sort of the heart-shaped box. Yeah. And I think this in. is what I like is that you can see that again they're sort of having fun there. There's a lot of images where you can see what the guys are doing behind him and having that box. Yeah. And, and it feels really authentic without it messing up the yeah. imagery of the video. It's, it gives like a nice counterbalance to all the. Yeah. Heavy stuff that's going on. Here, Kurt the, falling the, off the chair. The dancing of uh, and this. This is amazing. I love this shot. Yeah. Guys behind him. Dave doing some weird face. Yeah. And th that oh, Kurt's face at the end is beautiful. And, and this, this final is shot, this final the shot. Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing. I mean, we haven't discussed this yet, but I I have the feeling that we both agree that this is uh, the best Nirvana video there is by, by far by yeah, far this is totally agree this is not just the best video I think it also conveys what they were about musically and what especially Kurt was about visually the best yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why I said like I don't really like come as you are because <laughs> you feel that there's something in there but you don't really see yeah. it and just seeing this and especially them working with a director who's as great as Anton Corbijn and them understanding each other. Yeah. It's such a shame that there's not more of this because yeah. I would have loved to see it. Well, the, there almost was because they asked uh, Anton Corbijn to do a video for Penny Royalty as yep. well. But he declined the offer because he... I think he was afraid that he couldn't top this one. Yep. And later he re regretted that yeah. decision. Yeah. And then, of course, because um, Kurt... Uh, um, died then there never was a video made no. for that song so no. it's a shame yeah um 
we do have the um, director's cut for this one, by the yep. way. But I think the interesting thing is that it wasn't that Kurt wasn't pleased with it. They didn't have like a, a fight over it or anything. It's just like, yeah, they wanted to make some minor changes to it. Exactly. And yeah. Corbin was fine with that. And yep. then later, I think he released a DVD of of his work. Yep. Yeah. And then he thought, and well, it's maybe there. it's interesting to release my original edit uh, of the video, which has some different shots and scenes in it, but mm-hmm. isn't that far off, I think. No, it's it's definitely not that far off. It's just those things happen when you edit and, and you discuss and you t- change some stuff. I think the value of him putting that on that DVD is just the fact that we can see some of yeah. the other images and the other shots. And I think that's one of the reasons why he put it on there, because I mean, he knows that people who love this video and love his work are interested in seeing yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> which which he did. I don't yeah. think it was like, oh, this was my version, look at it. But no. no. And I suppose that the band had to give permission for that video to be released. And if they hated it or if they had, if there was bad blood between them, they would never have nope. done that. So nope, exactly. it was all just, uh, just uh, fine. Yeah, but I think this one is so great. By the way, you uh, mentioned that girl in the video. Yeah. Uh, researching this episode, you probably came across the story as well that uh, Dave later met up with her. Yeah. Uh, which is really, really cool. Um, yeah, she said something like, uh, I peaked when I was six years old. That's like <laughs> 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 pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's pretty cool that he, he did that. Yeah. Wasn't there an agreement with the guy who is the Nevermind's baby as well? Yeah. That they would buy him dinner at some point? I yeah, don't know. exactly. They, I'm not 100% sure if they ever did, though. But No, I don't know. I, I do know that he sometimes pops up in yeah. interviews and websites like, oh, look at this guy. He was the baby and now this is him. Yeah. And we've all seen his penis. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting that they like to have um, children and babies and yeah. small kids in their videos, like Francis and the baby. Yeah. And here's, here's a little girl. So, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, something that's uh, that, that Kurt really liked. Yeah. And, yeah, it's probably his image of innocence or something like that yeah. that he was looking for so yeah and make i think of it what you want of course but that's how i see it i agree i think that's it i mean the the nevermind cover was exactly that like the baby but also the dollar so it's like the innocence of the baby but then like capitalism yeah <laughs> and here i think the the original idea for the in bloom video was that the girl was raised in a kkk family and then when she grew up, realized that it was a bad organization. Yeah. Um, so again, it's that like child being innocent and not knowing what they're in for. And that's, that's why I, what I mentioned, I, I like that her walking with that wheelchair of being like, she's wearing something that a lot of people associate with real evil and intolerance and, and murder even. But she is walking around with an empty wheelchair as if she's a nurse trying to help people, which I think is really a beautiful image. Yeah. yeah. Did we already mention that uh, Kurt really wanted to have uh, William S. Burroughs as the old man in the video? I don't think so, No, right? no, we didn't mention well, that, that's, yeah. that's one of the most famous stories of this video. Uh, I, I think he sent him a letter personally, asked him to do it, and yeah. even offered um, that he could do it like... Uh, Anonymously and anonymously, <laughs> anonymously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hard word, hard word. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he, yeah uh, he didn't. He, he didn't, but um, 
was there a story about the old guy who is in the video that he became sick during the shooting, something like that? Yeah. I think, or he was diagnosed with cancer. Something like that. I think he... I don't yeah. dare to say it out loud because it's such a serious thing yeah. to say. And I'm not 100% sure because I didn't check it. It just came to my mind yeah, now. I, I didn't check that either, but I think you are right that there is something there in the story where he he just found out that, oh, he was dying or yeah. being severely ill or something like that. Yeah, yeah. you should look that up. Which is really, yeah. yeah. And we're not the only ones who like uh, this video because it received a uh, MTV um, award for the best alternative video uh, and the best art direction. It was... Um, presented to them after Kurt had already passed away. So right. I think it was one of the uh, first times that Dave and Chris and uh, Pat as well, I think, Pat, yeah. um, were um, in public again. Yeah. And yeah, it was all a very uh, sad event, of course. But uh, it does show that this video was received really, really well. Yeah. And, uh, rightfully so. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think we can say. So then we are going to have to skip forward quite a couple of years. Yeah. Going to the last uh, video. Made for You Know You're Right. And again, um, this is a collage of live performances. This time uh, patched together by a guy called Chris Hefner. Hefner, yeah. Hefner, I had trouble reading my own note there. <laughs> Directed by Chris Hefner. Um, I don't know that much about him. I do feel, again, that if you have a lot of time, maybe come up with something a bit more creative and original than just patching together live footage again. Yeah. Especially because this one was released in 2002. So by then, most of this uh, footage we've already seen. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. The video is really well edited. We'll see that when we watch it. And it's focused on Kurt, but especially thinking of the videos that we've seen up till now and the fact that during the last year, two years of Nirvana, we saw that they were really eager to do a lot of specific imagery as a band, both on, on stage during the performance, as in the music videos, as in the MTV Unplugged, being really careful about colors, lighting, images, whatever. Yeah. It feels kind of weird to not have any of that in this video, not even like artificially colored or whatever. And also it's live footage, but this is a song that that They played live only once. Exactly. I think. Yeah. yeah. So it yeah. It doesn't really make sense. No. But uh, okay, we're gonna watch it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna press play in three, two, one, and here we go. So here we have again the classic Cobain close-up. Exactly. I like the fact that the video starts before the music starts. Before the music properly starts. Also like the TV effects, like the static and the filming of a screen. So yeah. it's pretty well done. And yeah, that was, I think that's weird. We see a lot of close-ups from Kurt, which is great. And then all of a sudden you have these close-ups of, of Chris and Dave. Yeah, like, and it's weird at that moment for some reason. It's almost like, oh yeah, we have to put in them as well. Yeah. yeah. I also think it's not very fitting that they put in shots from the unplugged performance no. as well. 
because we know them so well and we know they don't fit this song. Yeah. There we saw Kurt jumping uh, onto the drum kit again, yeah. which is the exact same shot that was already in the lithium video. I mean, I know it looks really good, but yeah. still. Get some of the madness uh, from uh, Rotterdam. Yeah. A shot from the sliver video, so yeah. they're using that as well. I do like that they have some backstage stuff as well yep. like from interviews. Yeah, this is stupid, I think. Yeah, this the cl closing uh, close-ups of photographs. photographs. Why, why would you do that if you have enough yeah. moving imagery? Exactly. It makes it feel a bit cheap as well. Yeah, and it's a shame because, like I said, I think it's edited really well. You can... It's different from diff the other videos, as in that this is really close on the beat yeah. in editing, uh, which makes a nice difference. But then using those photographs sort of fails that concept, I think. You see some goofy backstage stuff. Yeah. Paradiso, I think. Yeah. I'm sorry that I'm only mentioning the Dutch performances, <laughs> but uh, I know those best. Although there's also a lot of um, a lot stuff of in there from uh, Brazil. Yeah, and a lot of trashing, which, a lot of trashing, which yeah. I sort of don't enjoy either because looking at this video it feels like that was all they did live yeah and we've already seen that in the lithium video yeah i do like the shot of him smiling yeah though. yeah it's Sort of okay, but you I, know, I, yeah, it, I, it, it feels a bit lazy to me. Yeah, like I said, using images we've already seen from other videos. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it, it could have been. Um, I think this. Um, I mean, I I don't know who picked out all of those images. I don't know if it was the director or or direct company or somebody else. But yeah, the way it's it's concepted and edited i would assume that this director could have done better with better materials yeah and also i think uh, shows a little bit more creativity and ambition i mean yeah. we've talked about some of Kurt's ideas for videos yeah maybe try to work those in yeah maybe ask around to um see if you can find unused footage for the older videos yeah. and stitch those together yeah i mean they, they must have had more material right yeah and then you can give us something new and not some not a compilation of stuff that we pretty much have already seen yeah all as, of it almost like you said especially by that time we we mentioned before with the the live video uh for lithium that was like the right moment to show it because we didn't yeah. know it of that moment the ideas are endless, like ask some artists to make their artist impressions of the band or 
use Kurt's artwork. Yeah, and uh, animated that like they did exactly. in, the, in the montage of Hack documentary. Exactly. It works really well. Yeah, yeah. It's it's such a shame. It and you feels can, if like... You, if, yeah. if you really want, you can combine that with the live yeah. footage. That's fine. Yeah. But just cut and paste that together. Yeah. It's just live. It's a lot of trashing. It's I don't feel it does justice to the band not just kurt but the entire band i think it's their creativity was bigger than yeah. this video shows and yeah. i think it's not bad but it it feels like it could have okay we've settled yeah. our legal problems we can release the single exactly. let's make it keep it going let's push it out and yeah have it done with something like that yeah but, uh, if you were to release this today it's so much, so many years after Nirvana. I can imagine that you would want to show this to show it to, for instance, a new audience. Yeah, and new generation. Exactly. But 2002 is like, no, it's too early because everyone who would see this would know the band. Unfortunately, we don't uh, <laughs> uh, end uh, our um, discussion of the videos uh, on, a, on a happy note. But in general, I think we can agree that they have done some great video work, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think uh, there's a lot of great stuff in there. I think it's really diverse what they showed. And I I only wish we could have seen more of it. Yeah, I, th I think that's it for, for, for this episode. Unless you have anything else to uh, comment on or to uh, to bring up. No, no, I don't think so. I think maybe the last thing to mention, um, like for people listening to this who aren't really um, familiar with like music videos and, and especially like, let's say the art of music videos, um, there's some interesting articles on there, in, uh, on that and also with like links to like, the, the best videos and the best music video directors, especially from the 90s, because a lot of the movies that you're seeing today have been directed by people who started out as a music video director in the 90s. I'll post some links on our Facebook for people who are interested right. in that to uh, to read up on uh, and see some more of that stuff if you want to. So Yeah, and if you want to check it out, go to uh, facebook.com slash Nirvana podcast. Um, you can also um, use that page uh, to send us a message if you want to. A video message? Even a video message, as we've learned at the beginning of this uh, uh, episode. Another way uh, to reach out to us would be to send us an email. You can send it to surewoodpodcast at gmail.com. That's surewoodpodcast at gmail.com. Um, that's not our next podcast. That's not our next podcast. That's my previous podcast exactly. and i hardly recommend anybody to listen to it <laughs> and i have nothing to do with it just so you know <laughs> right well thanks for that <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> and uh, of course we we'll just thank our uh, piano player uh, uh, for providing our yes. theme music and i want to thank everybody uh, out there listening to us take care uh, keep some uh, stability in your life yes. and uh, we'll talk to you next time bye bye Nirvana, heart-shaped
Well, I'm not the most vocal person in the world, but um, it'd be silly to say that it doesn't feel like there's something missing. And, uh, and I think about Kurt every day. And uh, I'd like to thank everybody for, for uh, paying attention to our band. Thanks.